0: Chapter 7 of Mabel Ross, The Sewing Girl. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 Little Lily. On the following morning, Hilda still showed coldness in her manner to the little Lily, which proved that the impression of the previous evening had remained longer than impressions generally did with her. Lily was quick to perceive this, and endeavored in her gentle way to conciliate her sister though it is not likely she knew, poor child, exactly how she had offended. Vainly, she sought to have it all made right by a kiss when Hilda should leave to go to her work. The latter slipped off without giving her an opportunity to offer it. It was about noon, when, in the room where she worked at Mr. Blank's, Mabel received notice that someone was desiring to see her. With a feeling of undefinable apprehension, she hastened to present herself to the applicant. It was the person with whom she had some hours before left the little lily. The coming of this woman, her pale countenance and alarmed expression, told Mabel, before a word had been spoken, that something had befallen the child. "'It's not much I expect,' said the woman, in reply to her hurried inquiry but in a tone that to poor Mabel's ear contradicted the words, "'Only a fall, poor little dear! But as she was set on seeing you, I thought it best to come round.' Mabel hurriedly made application for permission to leave, and this being given, lost no time in getting home. "'Your sister has come, Lily,' said a neighbor of Mabel's, as the latter appeared in the room. On the bed over which the speaker bent, Lay little Lily, her face pale as death, and a look of agony on every feature. She checked the sharp cry about to escape her and tried to smile reassuringly on her sister. It is not very bad, Mabel, she whispered. Maybe I'm more frightened than hurt. These were the words Mabel was in the habit of saying upon occasions of trifling accidents to the child, and as she heard them now, in faint and broken accents, and with appearances of suffering which the little one vainly strove to hide, they went with a pang of agony to her heart. Someone had thoughtfully sent for a doctor, and very soon after Mabel's coming he appeared. After a careful examination, he informed Mabel that he found no bones broken, but that, as it was evident the little girl was in much suffering, it was likely some internal injury had been received, though he could not yet determine its nature. It would have been strange indeed, if no other injury than the few bruises apparent were the result of the fall down an entire flight of steep steps, which little Lily had suffered, and poor Mabel hung upon the words, some internal hurt, in an agony of apprehension. A tranquilizing medicine was, under the physician's direction, given the little sufferer, and before very long she became quieted and finally slept. Yet even in sleep, how pale and pinched appeared the little features! Her last words had been that her pains had ceased. But as Mabel tearfully regarded her, lying thus, she could not but fancy they still were racking the little frame. The doctor and the neighbors retired, and the sister remained alone beside the sleeping child, alternately lifting her heart in prayer that God would bring speedy relief to the little sufferer, and weeping at sight of the sad change on the infant face. A while after six, Hilda returned home. Mabel heard her quick step approaching the room, and hurried out to prevent her too precipitate entrance, for the condition of Lily was one that rendered strict quiet necessary. A very few words explained what had happened, and Hilda followed her sister into the room, as quietly as she could have desired. The pale face on the pillow was scarcely paler than that of the newcomer, as she bent it over the still little form. There was a look of remorseful sorrow also on the countenance of Hilda, which awakened the pity of Mabel, for she well understood it. Could either of them forget the little occurrence of the last evening— or Hilda's parting with the child that morning. And had little Lily forgotten it? Oh, no! It spoke in the look of sweet, forgiving love, which, upon waking, she bent on Hilda, and in the affectionate twining of her arms about her neck, as the latter hung weeping over her. "'I'd like to keep my arms hugging you, dear Hilda,' she said, as she let them fall by her side again. "'Only—' "'I can't. It hurts me so. But don't cry, Hilda. Don't cry, Mabel. Tomorrow, Lily will be all right again.' Hilda withdrew her eyes from the child's face to that of Mabel. It was a look of apprehension the sisters exchanged, and each turned from the look with greater grief at heart. "'Tomorrow, little Lily would be all right again?' Ah, no one who looked upon her now could think it possible. Yesterday, this very morning, the little form was full of health and strength, but many a morrow might dawn without finding it the same. Some internal hurt, the doctor thinks it may be, whispered Mabel. He told you nothing more than that? No, perhaps he didn't wish to say just what he thought. For fear of discouraging me. But I fear myself it is some hurt to the back, some inward hurt. Mabel, do you remember poor Cora Fielding? Yes, Hilda. Hilda covered her face and turned abruptly away. Then, catching to her breast the little hand which lay motionless beside Lily, she bent her head on the bed and burst into passionate weeping. Don't cry, Hilda oh don't cry so said the child i must lily sobbed hilda my heart is breaking for my naughtiness to you don't you care whether hilda cries or not don't trouble your dear precious little heart about her she was naughty last night and she was naughty this morning she deserves to suffer poor poor hilda and evidently with an effort that caused no slight pain the other little hand was laid caressingly upon her sister's head hilda is never naughty lily loves her dearly and will lily pray for her again like she did last night will she ask god to give her a good kind heart like lily's own a smile lighted for a moment the pale features of the child as a ready assent was given pray for me always darling god will surely hear you when you speak so kindly for your sister mabel did not go to mr blanks on the following morning nor did she see prospect of going for a long while to come she could not leave the little sufferer who took such solace from her presence and whose helpless condition required her constant attention it was with a heavy heart that hilda that morning went to her labors the shadow which had fallen on their humble home had fallen on the spirits of the strange girl with a gloom she believed she should never throw off in the evening before returning home she went to mrs lemmings to acquaint minnie with the accident which had befallen their little lily mrs Lemming showed considerable concern upon hearing it and gave consent to minnie going immediately with hilda to visit her sister minnie's visits home as she called those made to her sisters had never been so frequent as she or they desired and they had latterly become yet less so indeed owing to various obstacles for some unexplained reason placed in the way by mrs lemming her appearance in mabel's rooms had come to be quite an event for her sisters and herself very sad was the visit she now made and many and sorrowful the tears she shed over the stricken lily her grief was not of the turbulent convulsive sort of hilda's but more like mabel's in its quiet subdued expression i wish i could stay mabel if it was but a morning or a day said minnie that i might do something for poor little lily i've never felt so badly about being from home as i do now no not from the first you'd soon find things so different here from what you're used to remarked hilda not giving mabel time to reply that you'd tire of it and as to doing something for lily what sort of a nurse would you make with that delicate barege dress on the last words were added in a little bitterness of tone as she glanced from the visitor's thin dress to her own homely one of cotton it's not my fault hilda replied minnie with a hurt look don't you believe i'd be glad to come with a dress better suited and make myself useful helping mabel don't you believe it mabel i do minnie and so does hilda was the reply we all know you would be one of us if you could minnie without designing it mabel's words added a point to those of hilda she would be one of them if she could they all felt then that she was not one of them knowing that her sister meant no unkindness by the remark minnie turned her eyes away from her that she might not see that they had pained her i think i'll ask mrs lemming to let me come and spend a day with you lily dear she said when taking leave would you like me to come lily i would fan you to sleep like mabel does it would be nice replied the child and mabel could work on her sewing machine without running to me all the time mrs lemming will never let you do it observed hilda it would be too altogether out of the prim way she's marked out for you you're the lady of the family minnie and have got to keep up the lady's part beside what would clara dean say to your playing nurse i wouldn't care what she said if mrs lemming would let me do it replied minnie the earnestness of her tone was not lost upon the observant little lily who raised her arms to invite her to an embrace and minnie pressed kiss after kiss upon the lips and brow of the little sufferer you'd better hurry and put on your bonnet minnie observed hilda i promised mrs lemming to see that you were at home by supper time Minnie kissed her little sister again, and turned to put on her bonnet as directed. Some of the disadvantages of being a lady, said Hilda, a little maliciously. A lady mustn't be seen alone in the street after dark, not even a little lady of only twelve years old. I don't know, but I'd rather be only a common sewing girl that can come and go as I like. How can you, Hilda? said Mabel in a gently reproachful tone. Come, kiss me, Minnie, she added, and kiss Lily again, too. You're a good, kind girl, and we all love to have you home with us. I will speak to Mrs. Lemming myself, and ask her to let you come oftener to see us. Now poor little Lily is hurt. End of Chapter 7